I'm serious when I say that uh, we we are still drinking milk. The church is still drinking milk. And uh, you may be wondering what does he mean by that? We are not. We are, we are having amazing amazing testimonies, amazing spiritual realities. Well, you can have a mountain move by your faith. That's okay. But you need to recognize that a mature son is one who doesn't cry for healing but manifests health. A mature son is not led by feelings, culture, uh circumstances or any such thing. A mature son walks in the path of the spirit. So I want to give you this impression before we go into spiritual realities and before what we are teaching tonight and what I'm teaching tonight is what I call deep god diving. <laughs> you have heard of deep sea diving? I think they're either having yacht journeys or scuba diving. But if you want to enter into the depth of God you need to have what is known as deep god diving. And for that you need to go deep into the word. Now the word doesn't teach us as it shows in Romans chapter 4 verse 18 that as many as are led by the spirit of God they are the sons of God they are the uyos of God. That's not what it says. It says as many as are spirit guided and there's a big difference led by the spirit could be even by the scruff of your neck and you've been taken the word parakletos when jesus spoke of him means a guide one who stands by your side and guides you he guides you into what he guides you into all truth and what's truth it's the word of god thy word is truth john 17 17 and what is what does truth do it set you free so when he says as many as being holy spirit guided okay it's not guiding you into new things that's how cults and new age and all of these come he is guiding you into already what is there he is taking you along the path of what is already there please remember this when jesus christ came he came into a jungle or even worse than a jungle and he had to cut through it he had to break through it and he had certain he had a tool and that was the cross and he just broke through it and as he broke through it every bit of thorn and thistle that was put on him you know his blood they not the word by the way <laughs> this is the word but not the word i want to bring to you i may go somewhere else right 
His blood spilt, not on the cross. That is the overflow of it. His blood spilt in the garden of Gethsemane. He agonized. The word led, ago in Greek, is the same word that is used when he was led into the spirit, into the wilderness. It's the same word that took him to the garden of Gethsemane. It was already there. And then in the garden of Gethsemane, you have this amazing painting of the Lord Jesus Christ. Please don't paint this, yeah? <laughs> if you have, remove it. Of the Lord Jesus Christ on his knees before the Father. But if you read the word of God, you would see. He asks his disciples. To wait. While he goes yonder. While he goes yonder. Yonder is about a stone's throw, where you can take a stone and throw it. And if you're better than me, you'll go further than me. But on his way, and then he goes, on his way, the pressure was so massive inside. And he began to spill blood. And if you read the story in the original Greek, you would not see Jesus kneeling down. You would see a Jesus who's crawling in blood. He is crawling. And it is in agony. He agonizes Argo. He agonizes to the point of blood just flowing through him and out of him. And he can hardly make it to where he was going. He was almost prostrate in blood. And he says, take this cup from me. Not my will, but the yours. Three times. Now why am I saying this? Because he cut through. He opened the way and he said, I'm the way, the truth and the life. And he opened the way, he broke through and he suddenly brought us to the city of God. Now the path is open. I'm the way, the truth and the life. Now the path is open. All I've got to do and the Holy Spirit has asked, has been sent to walk with me and take me along that path. That's all. It's not a struggle now for you and for me because he struggled. So all I have to do if I want to be guided by the Spirit, and actually it's like a tour guide. You know what, it, it's a stop, it's a start, it's a stop. And, and sometimes he would tell you, stop here, I want to show you something. And you're just walking through that path. Now imagine you having cut through a jungle and you've created a path and suddenly you see this awesome scene, awesome uh, 
city do you think the people behind you also have to cut and chop and come the pathway is already made all these thing about i was led by the spirit their excuses i heard god their excuses i must hear god their excuses their procrastination now if a pastor was led by the spirit there won't be division in the church now there can be many many local churches that's okay but there will never be division people won't be arrogant with each other because he's the spirit of truth he's not the spirit of division he is not the spirit of confusion and i've heard people say you know i was led by the spirit and they were led by the spirit to start a business and suddenly the business collapsed that's not the holy spirit I with me All you have to do is to walk in the path that he has created for you You're walking in miracles There's a song like that right I'm walking in miracles I don't need to ask for a miracle Miracles are nothing They're just a part of lifestyle they're in the normal Christian life Miracles to a non-Christian, yes, they're miracles. But to you and me, they're not miracles. They shouldn't ever be. I shouldn't be crying out and asking God for a miracle because I walk in a miracle. If I'm walking in his pathway, I'm walking towards the miracle. Are you understanding? We've got to understand this. And so in 1 Corinthians... In chapter 2 Paul is talking about coming to them and he's saying this he's saying I come to you not with plausible words of wisdom I come to you in the demonstration of the spirit that your faith he's speaking to the Corinthians that your faith will not rest on the words of man or in the wisdom of man but in the power of God Are you with me? Now why is he saying this? Because while he was in Athens, this is Paul, right? While he was in Athens, Paul walked in the wisdom of man. He spoke out of the wisdom of man. He even quotes the wisdom of man. Wherever Paul went, all who listened to him were moved were touched there were amazing things but that time only a few believed because he spoke out of the wisdom of his own understanding and having come to corinth he realized that and is now telling the corinthian church which church who were they they were manifesting mighty things they did not come back in any they they were not short of any of the spiritual gifts 
They manifested almost all. Are you with me? Please listen to what I'm saying. They manifested all the spiritual gifts. They spoke in tongues. They, they, they abused it actually. They had words of knowledge. They had words of wisdom. They had all sorts of things. And he says you, come, you don't come short in any of these. But in chapter 3 he says, I cannot talk to you. For you are spiritual babes. You're carnal. Gifts are not a manifestation of God's maturity in you. Are you with me? A church can be as carnal as it can be and still manifest amazing gifts. He says, I want to speak to you. I'm reading, I'm reading from the, the Bible I've come to love now afresh and that's the passion. But I've got the new King James as well. So I'll read from that. <laughs> And here's what he says, my brothers and sisters, when I first came to proclaim to you of God, I refused to come as an expert trying to impress you. And now he says in chapter 3, brothers and sisters, when I was with you, I found it impossible to speak to you as those who are spiritually mature. For you are all dominated by the mindset of the flesh. It's called carnality. Carnality is not lusting and all of these things that people say, you know. Carnality is simply a mindset of the flesh. That person's carnal, you hardly know what you have said there. You know, when, when people are misbehaving and drinking and smoking, they say they're carnal Christians. No, no, a carnal Christian is someone who does not grow in maturity. And this church, although he calls them saints, he calls them brothers and sisters, he calls them children. He says, you're my epistle. You know what he says? You have division. Somebody, someone is sleeping with his stepmother. This is the church that he's addressing. You're in idolatry. You're taking another to courts and you're suing your brother. On and on it goes. You have misused and abused the Lord's table. This is the church. And yet this is the church that was manifesting the, tremendously in the gifts. And that's why he says, I will show you a more excellent way. It's called love. It's called love. Now how do we get there? Let's get to chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And let's go deep God diving. Yeah? We're going to discover things. What eye has not seen. What ear has not heard. Nor has it entered the heart of anyone. But it says here. God, verse 10, now unveils these profound realities to us by the Spirit. Beloved, if you want to know God, 
you can't know him from your intellect you can't know him from your understanding you have to know him by your spirit there is a physical level to know god and that's when you shake rattle and roll and you get some woozy goozy feeling coming and you feel him on your fingers feel him on your toes and there is the mind level the mind level is when you try to fathom god and you're trying to find out is this from god there are too many of such people trying to fathom whether they are walking now i need to find out whether this is of god beloved you don't you want to find out whether it is of god whether it is the will of god it is very simple romans chapter 12 verse 2 says be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may be able not to prove no but to prove his will we're not called to find out the will of god we're called to prove the will of god and jesus says in john 7:17 here he says this if any man wants to know my doctrine let him do the will of god we're still struggling to find out we are at crossroads yeah we are at crossroads and so we want to find out is it this is it that there was a king in ezekiel chapter 21 21 there was a king who wanted to find out whether he should go to war you know how he found out how he looked for it he cut the livers of animals and he started looking at the liver and there are christians who are still walking like that they're liver looking <laughs> why when you go up to a pastor and you say pastor please pray for me if you get a word from god please hey that's liver looking the pastor who prays for you and you have the same spirit of god there's no difference the difference if at all one is looking to listen to a voice that is external of the word the other is looking into the verse of scripture to hear the voice of god so if you want to hear god louder read the word louder stop this external desire of saying i heard god so how much time do you spend in the scripture well mm. and you scream and squirm and you do the worm but here he's saying you want to know me and you come to know me not by searching google listen to what it says there he has revealed to us his innermost heart deepest mysteries through the holy spirit who constantly explores all who is exploring not me and when he finds it it is his joy to give it to me come on come on 
And so Jesus says this, he will take that which is of mine and he will show it to you. My witness, all I have to do is just have a fellowship with him. Koinonia. And he shares all things in common. But we don't spend time with the Holy Spirit. Let me ask you the question, don't answer it. Where do you spend most of your time? And with whom? Oh, I've got a job. Well, then I tell you this, your idol is your job. Because you've given your job, you're worshipping your job. Let me tell you what worship is. Worship is giving the highest value. To whom are you giving the highest value? And it is known by time. So when you give of your time to your job, and guess what you're doing? That's your value. That's your highest priority. That's your highest value. So you're worshiping your job. Your family. Now I can't come today. Why? Well, my family is Have a have a have a decision between a prayer meeting and a picnic. Guaranteed you go for the picnic. It's not to condemn you, but it is to just expose us. Because in our weakness, his grace is made perfect. And unless we receive it and have the humility and the courage to receive it. Now watch this, he says this. After all, who can really see into a person's heart? And knows his hidden impulse except for that person's spirit. Yeah, you Know yourself, but sometimes you don't even know who you are. Yeah? And you don't know that you don't know that you know who you are. That's called blind spots. So when you're pointed, no, that's not me. Oh, then what happened? In a moment of weakness. Yeah? So let's go on now. So in the same way, so it is with God. His thoughts and secrets are only fully understood by his spirit. So if I am to know God's thoughts, I need to know his spirit. I need to deep dive into God. And deep diving into God is through his spirit. No other way. It's not by the study of theology. I've studied theology. Thank God it's earned me two doctorates. But it means nothing. I'm only doctor, doctor. <laughs> I, I have to learn knowledge. He is knowledge. Are you with me? And so who can know the mind of Christ? Only Christ. Who can know God? Only God. And so we got to deep dive. You know, we are skimming the surface and we are enjoying surfacing. 
And we're saying, wow, watch me. Whee! And then we want to go scuba diving. A little deeper. Good. You'll see nice fish. Beautiful colors. But if you want to deep dive, you got to get into a vehicle that will give pressure. And you go deep. A submarine. And suddenly, you will enter a world that is unbelievable. That you have never seen before. People cry out and they say, mm, I don't like this wilderness. I'm going through a wilderness experience. Thank God. Where do you think Jesus won his battles? In the wilderness. Who led him there? The spirit. A wilderness is a place where God's glory is manifested. Don't despise these places where you've been put under pressure. Hello. Before they entered the promised land, they had to go through the wilderness, but they didn't like that. And who took them into the wilderness? You think they took the long road? No, no, no. 11 days to just cross over. But God made it for them to go through the wilderness. You know, people say, I'm going through a dry patch. I'm going through a season. There are no seasons. Oh, what about Ecclesiastes? Well, what about Ecclesiastes? It was written by a guy who didn't know what was happening. <laughs> who had backslidden and called everything vanity. Everything under the sun is vanity. Yes, everything under the sun is vanity. Everything in the sun is beautiful. There is a season. Yeah, he writes. In everything. It's like the seekers. Do everything. Turn, turn, turn. There is a season. And we are also going. <laughs> and we are also turning. Turning. Turning and turning. We forget that by turning we'll be burning. Beloved, everything that is in the scripture may not be from God. You know that? Yeah? You're sure? May not be there for your guidance. Even the devil's word is there. Is that from God? But it's there. How, how, how do you think cults arise? From here? Yeah. See, you look, you, I'm going to give you two scriptures. One will shock you and one may not shock you. There is one scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 29. And it says, this is why the people get baptized for the dead. It's there in your scripture. I gave you the verse. I gave you the chapter and the verse. I gave you the book. 
again it's corinthians 1 corinthians 15:29 so because it's there you must also be baptized for the dead so a person dies he you don't know whether he was saved or not you get baptized on his behalf that's what it says there that's how the mormons began sorry if there are mormons here because they baptize on behalf of the dead that's how they rose the cult hello don't take one verse of scripture and make it your word make it your bible find out what it's trying to say there here's another one this is this is popular this is very good and we call it the fivefold ministry Ephesians 4:11 We call it the what? You know what it is. To some he gave apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teacher. Yeah. Even I used to call it the fivefold ministry. But that's from where did I get fivefold ministry? It doesn't even say that. it's a fivefold ministry it speaks of gifts but somehow we've got this fivefold ministry so which ministry are you apostle prophet pastor teacher i believe in the fivefold ministry i believe but the fivefold ministry to me was given by jesus christ and what is that fivefold ministry are you ready preach the kingdom of god cleanse the leper heal the sick raise the dead that is a fivefold ministry are you with me gifts are being given in order that the fivefold ministry so not everything in the bible that you can take and say so here we go god is speaking to us and he's saying i want you to go deep today I want you to enter into the depth of my life into my being. You say how can I do that? Well, he's given you two things. He's given you faith, Romans chapter 12 verse 3. He's given you a measure of faith and 1 John 2 20 and 27, he's given you the anointing. Today people are running after the anointing. Every apostle prophet that comes from far and those guys also know how to peddle the word they also know how to twist and turn i'm not making a mockery i'm just wanting you to know beloved i want you to know that the anointing is already in you the anointing is already in you and faith is already in you and i'm going to show you now Okay, very simple. It's very simple. How do how do I go? I need the tools. And what are the tools that he's given me? Two things, faith and anointing. It's already there. I told you the pathway is already. I don't need more anointing, Lord. And this is all going like this and then 
you know you get some people who come up to you and they're so tight you can't give them anything their hands are tight like this at it they got spiritual arthritis that that their foreheads are puckered to the point of so i have to tell them relax will you relax open your hand relax i'm a bit scared because this make what me this this five fold ministry i'm making it light because i'm going deep and i want you to enjoy it i don't want you to feel the pressure i want you to enjoy the pressure and so faith i want you to i want you to see this example right it's like you having a beautiful television what's the point of it if it's not connected to a receiver and an antenna it's only a lovely television it can be lg sanyo it can be ld lcd any anything but lsd you got a beautiful television right there seated there and you got the remote also and you're checking channel 2 your netflix that flix jim freaks fiddle sticks nothing no channel coming why it's not connected to the receiver ah it's connected to the receiver but the receiver is not connected to the dish now that dish listen to this that dish draws from an invisible realm a picture and if that dish is connected to the receiver the receiver receives it and releases the picture you don't see from where it's coming but you see the television this receiver and this dish is the faith and antenna because faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things unseen the anointing the anointing is nothing but the capacity to receive what is already there The anointing is not some feeling. <laughs> I'm feeling cold now so I must be anointed. <laughs> well that uh, that AC is giving me a lot of goosebumps and so if you see me shivering it's not the holy spirit right? It's the AC. Are you with me? If you see my bald head shining it's nothing about the the anointing. It is it is all these lights. Are you with me? I'm like no, I'm not like uh, Myra who's got this all covered up. So you've got a receiver and you've got a dish. Now watch this. Now what is the point of connecting an HD receiver to a normal television? You'll get blurred. 
or your picture won't be as good as when it's connected to an LD. A high definition. Are you with me? So if you've got a high definition television, whether it's LG or so, whatever, and you've got a high definition receiver, and they're all connected to the antenna, guess what you'll receive? You will receive a high definition picture, and then you can connect to channel this, that, and anything, because God has thousands of promises to share with you. This is your television, the word of God. Are with me? Awesome. This is your television. Amen. And this is spirit and his life. Amen. John 6, 63. Amen. And it says there, what eye has not seen. You can fully understand by his spirit. For we did not receive, verse 12, the spirit of this, this world system, but the spirit of God, so that we might come to understand and experience all that grace has, not will, has lavished on us. So that we may know the things that God has given us. We have not received the spirit of the world. We have not received this natural antenna. You know, today pastors are going to the natural to find out how to counsel. They're having time management as well. There's no such thing as time management. It's very simple. It's called prioritizing. And I can tell you that. Now give me some money. <laughs> we spend so much of money. People are spending so much of money. But when it comes to tithing and offering, stingily we are taking and putting it. Yeah? But man will spend so much of money to go and listen to the natural world teaching us how to time manage and how to run a church. How to counsel people. And, 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 and we listen to their names. Man, they have some fantastic names. They call it bipolar. I don't know from which polar they came. From the North Pole or the South Pole, I wouldn't know. But they call it bipolar. They call it, please help me out, those who are in special needs. They call it ADHD, all, all sorts of names. And we also come and repeat it. And then when we're looking at our child, oh, he's ADHD, ADHD, he's bipolar, he's this, he's that. And then we have received some things from, you know, these children are the most beautiful children Amen. that you can ever have. That's what the Spirit of God says. If you go into the Word and you look and you learn from the Word of God, there's no such thing as Down syndrome. It's all names given by the world. And we have not received the Spirit of the world. We have received the spirit of God. Because God knows all things. Didn't he create this child? If he created this child, which is Psalm 139, verse 14, fearfully and wonderfully he has created. If he has fearfully and wonderfully created, then he's fearfully and wonderfully created. It is not how we think about that child. It is how we see that child. 
our perception of that child is what's going to change that child are you with me and so it goes on we do not receive the spirit but if we are to understand and experience all the graces lavished on us now listen to this we articulate these realities with words imparted to us by the spirit and not with words taught by human wisdom my god did not go to harvard to learn about psychology my god did not go to yale to learn about medicine and anything else my god did not study sciences he is science and it is not possible to measure him not even all of eternity that you spend with him are you going to learn because he's too big like somebody said god is big country he's too big and when you deep dive into god you'll begin to realize how little tiny you are like an amoeba and you say Wow. Ooh, wow. And you see that person rising up from the dead. Ooh, wow. What is the fivefold? Preach the word. Heal the sick. Cleanse the leper. Raise the dead. Make nation, make disciples. That's a fivefold ministry. Everything. And when I look at all this and when I you know have you ever cleansed a leper? That ministry is not yet operating, isn't it? If you read about leprosy, you would recognize what a powerful ministry that is. Have you raised the dead? Have you healed the sick? Healed the sick, not prayed for the sick. Lord I come to you in Jesus Christ name and I pray that this person gets healed. No no there is no place in the Bible that says heal the sick. I uh, pray for the sick. It's always go heal the sick. In my name you shall lay hands on the sick. Are you with me? What's wrong with us? We are not receiving the proper signal. because our receiver and our dish antenna is not operating in faith and anointing is not going together and how does faith come faith doesn't come by you saying may i have more faith please faith comes by you hearing the word the word of god faith comes it comes how does it come by hearing hearing what the word of god are we clicked on to that channel that hears the word of god the anointing is all there it's already there now watch this what he says right we articulate these realities with words imparted to us by the spirit what about our language we only can give what we receive and if we don't learn a language of love we can never speak love are you with me we need to give time to learn that language 
Jesus said that my word is spirit and it is life. And we need to give life. How can we give life if we don't have life? Because every time we are holding our back and we are walking. Or every time we are saying headache. Or throat ache. Or I've got this lump and that lump. How can we give life if we don't have life? Now I'm not saying you can't get a cold, you can't get a cough, you come and and in this season people are saying oh now's the season people get colds and coughs and already we have submitted to that. No? Yeah. And you have this classic thing called contagious. When people get chickenpox even before they can send their children to a person who's got chickenpox they say oh I'm not sending because he may get chickenpox. Now what kind of language is that? It's a language of double mindedness. And we call it wisdom. What do we call it? Wisdom. Recently somebody came to me and I was about to don't talk I've got a cold. I said give it to me. <laughs> give it to me that you can be released of it. We speak realities of the spirit in spiritual words. And then it goes on to say that the natural man, the man who's entirely dwelling on the human level rejects the revelations of God's spirit for they make no sense to him. I'm reading from the passion. He can't understand revelations of the spirit because there are they're only discovered by the illumination of the spirit so when i go deep now into god now watch this do you know what the photocopies do right what do they do they take the very image that is placed there and they copy it are you ready for this this means nothing it's not copied into your spirit mind and body this has to be copied it has to be printed into our very dna do you know that otherwise it will be the original it is the original but it's not in me i need a photocopy to bring this into me and i've got the holy spirit to do that because he will take that which is of you remember that which is of mine jesus said and he will reveal it to you he will imprint this and that is why colossians 3:16 says let the word of christ dwell in your heart richly in other words copy this and don't bind your mind to this bind this to your mind copy this into your mind for you have the mind of christ there are things that you have that you don't know that you have that you need to know that you have we have the mind of christ and if we have the mind of christ then beloved i i look at jesus and i see him walking around 
Are you with me? He needs money to pay his tax. Oh. Peter, did you bring the money? No, Lord. Oh. Uh, next time, please remember to bring the money, okay? Just as Peter, open that fish's mouth. Take one for you and one for me. Man, that fish had two coins. And Jesus knew that that fish had two coins. He didn't have to say, Father, one or two. It is time for the church to rise and walk as Christ walked. Where we don't walk in hesitancy. Brother, please pray. I have two jobs. I don't know which one to take. Try walking like this. Yeah, one foot here, one foot there. What an ugly sight, yeah? One natural, one spiritual. Well, when it is, I'll walk. I'm like a jockey. Are you with me? God is calling us deep into the deep things. And we are on the beach picking seashells. We are picking seashells. He's saying the fish, the big fish are in the deep. Launch out into the deep. No Lord, we, we, we searched everywhere. This, this is, these are fishermen talking to a carpenter. <laughs> Lord, we spent all night looking for fish. And we caught nothing. Yes, you caught nothing because you're walking in your natural, you're waiting for the full moon. Because when the moon comes, then the fish come. This is daytime and Jesus says, launch out into the deep. Lord, we have done all this, nevertheless at your word. And guess what? The fish were there waiting to be caught. We are asking will the fish be there or not? God is looking for mature sons. When God had a problem with the world. He didn't give a solution. He sent his only son. When Paul had a problem with the Corinthian church. He didn't give solutions. He sent his son Timothy. The answer to your dilemma. Is a son. And if you turn to Hebrews chapter 3. You won't get it in your version. If you don't have the passion version. But I have it. So I'm going to read it to you. Are you ready? You like to listen to it? Are you ready to deep dive? Throughout history, God has spoken to our ancestors. Chapter 1. 
by his prophets in many different ways the revelation that gave them was a fragment at a time building one truth upon another but to us living in these last days god now speaks to us openly in the language of a son and brian simmons who jesus visited and asked him to write this has a note here he says we speak english god speaks son we speak english god speaks son you don't need evangelistic gymnastics you don't need crusades and bousses you don't need all these huge conferences they're good they have their place but you don't need it god didn't need a big conference God needed a willing son. A mature son. There's nothing wrong with conferences. There's nothing wrong with these seminars. There's nothing wrong with these symposiums. But Jesus said this, Father, make them one. That the world may know you have sent your son. What does the world need? the oneness of the church that is a spiritual reality and that's not about unity that's about us walking in the image of god father make them one even as we are one he's not saying father make them one in a different way he says no father give them the same glory that you gave me we are glory emanators we don't look for the glory we are the glory We are the glorious ones and now we are walking from glory to glory whom he has justified he has glorified Amen. now we walk from glory to glory now we are walking the path that is already there are you with me but for us to walk the path we must know the path otherwise we'll be going down another path and that path i don't know So I want you to go deep into God. And the only way that I can introduce you deep into God is through his word. Get to know his word. He says abide in me and let my word abide in you. Spend time with this awesome awesome life. This is life giving. And you would suddenly enter into a world like going in the submarine down there. and suddenly your antennas will connect because a submarine at any level can connect with the surface and you suddenly be open to a world that you've never seen before you don't have to do this heavy deep fasting i got to fast 21 day fast 40 day fast i think i told you this story right how one day i decided to go on a fast for 40 days and i heard nothing but i wanted to hear the voice of god at the end of 40 days i said god i didn't hear anything and he spoke ah huh? and you know what he said who asked you to fast 
man if you're fasting that's fine but have a purpose for fasting don't have a purpose to twist god's arm as if he's as if he's twistable to your fast you want to see things happening walk in his will walk in his will what is his will preach the word heal the sick raise the dead cleanse the lepers and make disciples come on that's his will start with the simple things what is it this is the will of god in christ jesus what in everything give simple start with small things i know but brother uh, uh, i want to know whether this lady is for me well, how did you get to know that she is for you well i bumped into her one day god is not about bumps but you know i can't find her name in the bible I can't find her name in the in the word. Well, you may not find her name in the word, but if you look for her character in the word, you'll find it. How do you know you're meant for each other? Well, <laughs> and you are screaming and squirming. Though I don't I don't know about you this makes me very old those days people used to meet their partners on the dance floor and they danced themselves out as well <laughs> come into the you you want to know your partner spend time with this word and this is not about well i don't feel you know the modern day people they want chemistry going on <laughs> i don't know which lab they are operating in <laughs> have they come to the word this laboratory and seen the chromosomes and the dna of the one they are going to marry or are they want a feeling the natural way feeling nothing but feeling trying to possess you yeah this is the natural compared to the spiritual you have the mind of christ amen but you do not spend time with his mind and you don't align your mind with his mind his thoughts are not my thoughts but if i align myself to his thoughts then i will walk in his thoughts i don't need to know my future yeah but what will happen to my future before they can sign the covenant of marriage they sign the prenuptial <laughs> you want to know your future read jeremiah 29:11 because god has spoken there you want to hear him louder read it louder
plans to prosper a good future. None of you will ever have a future that is devastating and disastrous. My marriage is on the rocks. Why? Because you didn't put your marriage on the rock. This is the word of God, beloved. That is where you're going to find the deep waters. He speaks through a son. And his son said that. His spirit. He gave us the spirit of adoption. He gave us the spirit of sonship. Yeah? But to whom? As many as are willing to be spirit guided. To them he gives that sonship, that mature sonship. He speaks through visions and dreams and signs and wonders. But he cannot give it to us because we are still drinking the... <coughs> Next bottle. And a crisis comes, another and another bottle. Strong meat belongs to those who have come of age. Those who are mature. And it's time for you and I to rise up. Why? Because we want to deep dive God. We want to dive into God. God is the end of everything, beloved. In him we live and move and have our being. In him, not in Dubai. Not in Canada. Why are you going to Canada? No, my future is there. <laughs> oh, I thought your future is in God. How, how about going to the Congo? <laughs> That's not for me. That may be for Pastor John. Ah, I want to go to the land of dreams. Well, why don't you sleep? You will go. Because he speaks in dreams. That's what his word says. So what are you searching for? You're searching for the promised land? You're already in the promised land. You're searching for the land of your dreams? You're already in the land of your dreams. He brought you out from darkness into his marvelous light to show forth his praise. Amen. Amen. And wherever you are, you're the light. Amen. Are you with me? So uh, will you tonight make a decision to go deep God diving? Dive into him. And in him you live and move and have your being. What about my falling? Man, I tell you, if you fall, you fall into his hands. For underneath are his everlasting. You cannot escape the length, the breadth, the height, the depth. You cannot escape this immeasurable God only wise. He's so big. Are you with me? He's so big. And all you have to do is spend time here 
and ask the Spirit to interpret His Word, and He will. And you have the mind of Christ. So tonight, I submit to you a proposal. I didn't bring a ring, otherwise it would have been <laughs> I submit a proposal. You know what that is? Abide in Christ. Amen. And let him abide in you. Amen. We want the things of God, but we don't want God. We want the things of the kingdom, but we don't seek the kingdom. We have made him our savior, but not our Lord. But Paul prays, and he prays this. He says that Christ will dwell. He says, for this reason I bow my knees. I bow down that Christ may dwell in our hearts. You know, have you seen this welcome board? Welcome to our house. Yeah? Hmm. And then we also add this infamous saying. What? Make yourself at home. The, the biggest lie that we can ever mention. <laughs> Make yourself at home. Will you allow that little fellow to go sleep and jump on your bed? Yeah, that's what he does at home. He jumps on his mummy's bed. Will you allow that little fellow to go open your fridge and take whatever is there? But still you say make yourself at home. You know what make yourself at home means? Living room and toilet. That's what, we, that's what we've done. Most of us have done with Jesus. Come. But don't go there. Don't go here. This place you go. Listen. Jesus does not want visitational rights. He wants occupational rights. He wants to occupy you. And he wants to occupy every chamber of your heart. You can't say, come in Lord, but don't bring that, don't bring this. And don't come here, don't come there. Don't come into my relationship. Don't come into my money. Don't come into my job. Don't come into my TV watching. He says, I want to take you deep. Deeper than you've ever thought. Will you give him that chance? Will you give him that chance with his word? Because this word is a lamp unto our feet, a light unto our path. And at the entrance of his word gives light, making wise the simple. And then watch what the spirit does. Awesome. You cannot divorce the word from the spirit. They're one and the same. This is his breath. Every time you breathe, do you know that you're breathing the name of God? Every time you breathe, you're breathing in the spirit of God. Stop breathing and see what happens. Come on. When I went to India, first time they said, don't do two things. What? Don't breathe, don't drink the water. <laughs> Try not to breathe. See what happens. Your breath is what enables you to know that God's in you. 
Christ in me, the hope of glory. So will you this day decide to go in deep? Learn the spiritual realities because there's a world out there that is waiting for a son. A son who is mature. A son who knows his father as Jesus knew his father. There's a world out there. They're not looking for spiritual gymnastics. They're looking for one person to love them. There's a world out there. And as you go into God, you get conformed to his image because he's promised you that. Those whom he has called, he has justified. And those whom he has justified, he has already made you into the image of his son. That's deep. That's deep. That's going deep. You carry the very image of God. Can you look at the person next to you and say, you're God? You have God in you? Are they? Look at your wife. You have God in you? <laughs> next time you be kidding. Only I know that I know that I know. Why can't we see God in people? Because we are not gone deep. We are on the superficial circumstantial evidence. My wife gets angry. Man, anything clips her off. My husband, I go, don't talk of him. <laughs> My son, oh. Why is it not possible for us to see the image of God in people? If God sees his image in us, how is it that we can't see the image of him in you? Look at the other person and say, you are the spitting image. You are the carbon copy of God. We are the Xerox copy of God, of the original. We are not sinners saved by grace. We are saints glorified. And God wants us to now go deep into his things. The things that he has prepared. Where eye has not seen or ear has heard. Nor has it entered into heart. But we have the spirit that teaches us all things. Amen. Bless you. And may you enjoy God. May you enjoy God. I want you to know that God loves you. And it doesn't matter what you're going through, sir. You're in the pink shirt. He likes pink. And I'm glad that you're not afraid of your identity. Pink is the next to blue. Pink is the new color for blue. And God says this to you. He says that don't worry. Don't strive. Relax. Just simply relax. Are you here for the first time? No. Do you know me? Have you heard me for the first time? The Lord loves you and he wants to 
set you free, that you can walk in rest. You know, the best time to have dreams is when you're in that alpha state. Yeah. God wants you to be there. 